0: Welcome to your typical Shona protagonist. He's Kai, Kells. Today we're talking about Astra, Lost in Space. First off, Kai, how you doing? Definitely not lost. I'm in my room. In my zone. Um, But definitely, no, glad we are not one, Astra, and two, Lost in Space.
1: Yes, no, both of those things feel really good. But I'm not. Either of those things. Feels really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or or any number of the the crazy things that could possibly be the case, you know, as, as evidence of this show. First off, we're going to cover a little bit early on about Astra. Spoilers free to get our recommendation. And then we'll get into the craziness because there is some very exciting craziness.
1: Yes. So, so quick... Quick rundown of Astra. Um, Spoiler free. So Astra Lost in Space is about these um, individual high school students. There is about um, seven of them, I believe. Yeah, seven. And they go on this, like, camp with their school to kind of experience, like, this, like, retreat that they're supposed to. And it's just them, you know? And while they are there, they get kind of lost. Like, the... Group, like the ship drops them off for the camp and everything. And they're like, oh, well, this is the campsite. What's going on? And then the spear comes out of nowhere and just kind of scatters them lost into space, like thousands or millions of light years away from the planet that they are from. So these teens have to find a way to survive and make it back. So, in there are some trials and tribulations, but there seems mm-hmm. to be a traitor among them. Or something, because the spear keeps showing back up. And how did it follow them across these planets? And that's the story that we explore in the 12 episodes that is Astra Lost in Space. It's basically
0: Star Trek Voyager for Japanese high schoolers.
1: Yes. Which,
0: it's exactly both of those at the same time. This is very much uh, an action sci-fi anime uh, that doesn't get particularly dark, but it does have some intrigue and some mystery to it. So it's very exciting to get to the next episode and get the answers about what's going on and why.
1: Mm hmm. It's a fun time. This is a very fun time. And you'll definitely, you definitely won't be bored in this anime because there is a lot of things that go on and happen. And. I ain't gonna lie, I feel like we have one of the better main characters in our boy Kanata. I feel like he is a strong, as Kells would say, a strong shonen protagonist.
0: I mean, because that's exactly what he is. He is just your basic spiky hair main character. He could be a Digimon lead. That's exactly what he could be, Kai. That's exactly what he could be. My God. If only he didn't have uh, a spaceship. But he had a spaceship Mon.
1: <laughs> Space mod. So broken. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. So that's the spoiler for your view. And, of course, after um, we give you our recommendation, we will talk about it unspoilered or spoilered with spoilers. Yes, we will talk about it with spoilers. So after watching this, it's 12 episodes. Um, what would you would you recommend this, Kales? Yeah. This was a really good time.
0: Um it was intriguing it was it it didn't have many slow spots and even though we kind of go off the rails towards the end um all of it at least makes sense plot wise like it, it's all relevant and interconnected uh even if it's just kind of like and now this is what's going on. And now that's what's going on. Um, it's a good time. Definitely worth twelve episodes of your schedule.
1: Yes. Um, I personally highly recommend this. It's one of my favorites. It um I don't really get a lot of space anime in my life. Um maybe that's because of me, you know, not venturing out. I've seen you know Space Dandy. Gurren Liga- sorry, Girl Lagann, every Gundam and mechs and stuff like that. So, excuse me, I'm over here with the hiccups, but I don't really get like a true like space exploration anime, and I feel like this is one of the best that I've experienced. And yeah, it, it's one is, of the few because yeah. it's like there's this, there's Eden Zero,
0: which is basically just one piece in space. Yes,
1: <laughs> don't tell <us> all. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and honestly, that's about it that comes to my mind immediately.
1: Yeah, so this is a very welcome um, change, you know, and a very welcome interruption to my monotonous, you know, typecasting of anime that I watch. And I feel like this is definitely something that I would, like, probably, I don't know, I gave it a 10 when I first watched it as a masterpiece. And, like, as I'm getting more into shows and I've seen things like Fruits Baskets and you know, the Montagari series, even though I wouldn't give the Montagari series a ten, but, you know, but single things like Vivi and other things, like, I'm kind of teetering down from giving this a 10. But overall, it's probably still going to stay above a 9. Like, this is a very good, well-put-together. I didn't really find any flaw, flaws or faults in this anime. So I have very high praise for it. Absolutely. Go watch it.
0: That's the it That's the verdict. Now. Now go watch it now before we ruin the fun parts. Yes. To which, let's talk about the fun parts. Um and, you know, beginning with kind of the theme of the show and and how that progresses. Yes. So, the theme of the show, I would say it switches. Friendship. Depend- the the theme of the show is friendship. This is shown into a T. <laughs> Don't tell me otherwise. Uh but what's the what's the theme of the show?
1: I was going to say that it switches a lot as you find out new plot twists and things turn. But yeah, you know, friendship. Um, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like it's not friendship. At least, first of all. <laughs> I feel like it's okay. survival. And, okay. you know, survival and acceptance with who you are. Because that is a big part of this show. Is that every character has to accept who they are. Um, And we get Ten. that with all of our characters. You know, we get... Aeris accepting that, you know, she's kind of weird and out there, but, you know, she finds, you know, friends for the first time, because she doesn't really have any friends before. And then we get, um, our boy-ish, Luca, who has a lot of things to accept as the story goes on, and one of them is that, you know, that they are two sexes, um, and... They are kind of out there, you know, that they are like, they feel like they're very annoying. And then we get Uwig. Like basically every character has an arc of acceptance or at least a plot where they have to come and, you know, kind of find themselves. And I thought that was like really dope. And and how do they do that? By
0: the power of friendship.
1: Yes. By the power mainly, of friendship.
0: <laughs> mainly through kind of to, you know, our captain. Doing a bunch of really crazy shit and going out of his way to, like, save the day. Every time.
1: I love my dude. He is
0: definitely, he's definitely the Captain Kirk. Like, this is very much, you know, to a, to a, to a beat. Very much your, your sci-fi, uh, you know, ship crew, Star Trek formula. But it works, you know? Yes.
1: That it does. That it does. And you know, I think whose character development kind of like was literally the most transformative because their whole appearance changed was Yunaha. Yun Yun Hua Yuha Lu. Yeah, Yuha (laughs)
0: Lu.
1: Yeah, man, I feel you. (laughs) Um, just her like in her voice, her wanting to sing and stand out. But you, first of all, everybody has horrible parents. I'm pretty sure you can find like. You know, a horrible dad to add to your worst dads in anime. Oh, believe you um, me, the entire the
0: entire quote unquote parents of, of Astro Lost in Space are going on the,
1: the list of worst
0: dads of anime. Yes.
1: Like let me do that right now. <laughs> the parents are just absolutely atrocious in this anime. And you know, as we venture out through it, one of the big spoilers, um these kids are clones of their parents. Like <gasps> and in the future, because this is a futuristic society, um, the, technically, wow. Explaining this is almost like you got to get all the plot twists out of the way first, then try well, and explain the plot. Start with the plot twists. They're clones. Why are they clones? So they are clones because all of their parents wanted to um continue their lives and you know kind of live and preserve themselves. Like our boy Kanata, his father is. Well, his father was a track star, or trained to be a track star, and then he had, like, a crippling injury, so he cloned himself so Kana or so he could, you know, continue his dreams of being a track star through Kana I'm not... So, here's, here's the whole thing.
0: Like, evil scientist bullshit, right? Yes. Came up with human cloning, came up with raising their own clones to like have a, like a suitable substitute, like Orochimaru-type shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the study of memory transplantation. So what they're going to do is transplant their brains and consciousness into the new body when it's time. And they're going to be young, and they're going to be able to live forever in this kind of uh, mm-hmm. literally Orochimaru-type transformation. He his soul into a new body.
1: hmm But the wild kicker of all that is that this was made illegal, although it should have always been illegal. But it was made illegal, so, oh, well, we can't have that, so what are our options? We have to put these kids on a trip and just exterminate them. Because the way the future works, there's not even any guns. There's, like, one gun left in the world. <laughs> and... One of our characters has it, but Um, you can't really get away with killing and all this stuff. So they have to go and do it in space. And the way they attempt to do it is to maroon these kids and have them either die off or them killed by um, a traitor that they placed in the group. So Which, that was supposed to be at the same
0: time. The traitor was supposed to open the sphere that teleports them out into space, and then everyone dies. However, we see in the first episode that didn't go to plan because where it spit them out in space was next to a spaceship. Mm -hmm. So then we get the whole murder plot. Hmm. Why did we wind up next to a spaceship? Why did the communicator of the spaceship get disabled
1: intentionally and recently? Who are all of you? <laughs> True. Yeah. And the weird thing is, though, I don't think it was ever really explained to why they got spit out next to a spaceship. It uh, got, it totally got explained.
0: Well, I mean, okay. No, but yes. But whatever. So, <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll get into this whole plot twist. The planet that all of our people are from is not Earth. Mm-hmm. It's Astra. The same as the fucking spaceship, but we'll talk about like the big reveal about Astra in a minute. Yes, but the whole thing with the with the orb, the sphere, is it's actually a wormhole used by humanity at some point.
1: Yes, to vacate the planet that was dying,
0: which let's big old spoiler. So there's a character in here we find on a, on a like on a different planet with the same kind of spaceship as uh, as the Astra, right? One for one, just they swap parts and they save the only person that's still alive in the hibernation chamber. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you've been in here for 12 years. Good job on, I don't know, t- t- being frozen. We get the whole thing that Earth is not Astra. Their home planets are different. And then we find out later on that... Uh, asteroid was gonna blow up the Earth. Everyone moved off the Earth to Astra via these wormholes, and that was 112 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, not only is it space travel, it's also the government has been lying to us. Like you're, we're checking all the boxes here.
1: Yep, it is. It has been a wild ride. Like so, we find out that they're clones. We find out. That, and here's the kicker. It's like the way the things are revealed aren't just like, a oh, yeah, we discovered this. No, it's like the so like the clone reveal came out of like a weird way because we find there's these two characters who look exactly alike. But they're like adopted sisters, Um, our characters, Quintanella and her sister. <laughs> Funika. Quintinella, and Funica. We'll just call her Funika, because it's like her clone Quin- sister.
0: Quin- Quintanella.
1: Quintinella. My bad. Uh, cute, Quint- Cutery? Yes. Sure. That one. Yes. The um, blonde. Yes, they are sisters adopted. Adopted sisters, but she's always wondered why she looks so much like her. And all this other stuff, if they're supposed to be adopted, so... They're on the ass, and they're like, yo, let's do a DNA test to see if they are really related because their mom, also herself, um, told her that they weren't related. And that she was just brought home from the lab one day because Quintanella is old enough to remember this girl not existing, but then just existing one day. So that is what sparks when they take the DNA test to show, oh, wait a minute. They have the exact same DNA. Oh, we're twins? And then her yeah. boy Zach's like, no, twins cannot be different age. I thought that she could just be cryogenically frozen, like the girl we found on the plane, but no, that's not either. Y'all are twins. That's a clone. So you're like, oh. And that's how the clone um, fiasco is unearthed. Man. And that's after everyone like having
0: some kind of character development. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone gets hit with this big reveal of, Oh, yeah. None of y'all are biological. All of y'all are just your your originals. But, you know, the whole point of this story is, you know,
1: biology isn't what defines you as a person. Yes. And then it's like, it's super wild that, like, uh Quinterina is, or is that how you pronounce I mean, Sure. Yeah. I, so, I can't do it either. <laughs> yeah. OG, like original, is, like, in an unrequited relationship with Zack's original, like... What? Yes, so, I guess... I didn't get that much. Yeah, so, Jed Walker, who is Zack, the scientist nerd guy who fixes the ship um, his original, Jed, is in an unrequited, like, relationship with Olivia, or Olive, whatever. Hmm. And because she just cares about her work and that's all like her work and her clones and furthering herself. So it's weird that it's kind of like vice versa in their clones. So I'm like, that's interesting.
0: I mean, is it because we very much see that, uh, the relationship between Zach and, uh, Quiteri is very much like unspoken, but that's just because personality. Yeah. But like they're both on the same page when they finally get around to talking about it.
1: Yeah. And their mom was directly responsible for like creating the clones, so that's also wild because it happened in her hospital. So Yeah. Yeah. This the plot gets to be
0: very entangled at the end. Like Jada Just, Smith. Oh, my God. Um okay. <laughs> Entangled just like the fact that um I gotta pull up these characters' names again. Um but not Luca, not Zach, Uger, so many characters. Um Shars. Oh Shars, shark, yeah. Shars <sighs> is the clone of the current king of uh Vicks or whatever. He's yeah. the clone of Noah Vix. And um his whole like the whole story about you know the king and and cloning is a whole deal. uh the you know the king has a biological daughter, Sarah, and you know, after a number of circumstances the cl- the king has the clones made, Sarah gets a cloned against her will, she helps that clone and her, the surrogate mother escape from the kingdom and then Sarah gets at some point a little later on, pushed off a fucking cliff. Yep. Cold fucking world. Which, Shars and Ares kind of have this weird relationship thing because Shars recognizes the similarities. And by similarities, I mean they're exactly visually identical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's how we find out Ares is a clone. Because she's like, my mom's not an asshole like all of your parents. So she's like, how
1: could I be a clump? This is how. Secret mom. hmm Secret mom. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, like, and it's so wild to me that, like, um, the, the plot twists literally continue to the end of the season. Like, we've got 12 episodes. Two of them are 48 minutes. The first and the last, I believe. And, or maybe the first was just normal 25, and the last was the only 48 one. I don't remember. I rewatched them all. In no, the first
0: session. was 45, and the last okay, was yeah, 45.
1: Okay, cool. I was correct. But, um, like, there was so much going on to the fact where I had to, like, I watched it originally week to week as it was premiering, and it was, like, one of the best experiences I've had watching anime, honestly. I was on the phone with my boy, Zach. I was like, yo, bruh. And he's like, I know, bruh. I know. I was talking to... Irv and Cam, and they were like, bruh, this, this is crazy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And especially, like, the cliffhanger of episode 11, where our boy Connor to, like, sacrifice his whole arm, and he was like, you owe me. You're my right hand now. And I'm just like, bruh. Man. Bruh. Uh, so
0: there's a, something that fucked up. I was watching this with my girl in the moment. So, you know, very, very intense scene. Uh, Sharks is like, all right, I can't kill Ares. She reminds me too much of Sarah, and I can't harm her. So, because I'm cornered, everyone knows my secret, I'll destroy me. And then uh, I'm like, Let's see. And then Kanata's like, fuck you, I'm not losing any crew members. And he jumps over the sphere and grabs a hold of Sharks, but then his arms beginning to get sucked in, and Charles closes the, the gate and lops off his arm, and that's a very touching and intense scene of sacrifice for the team. It's like the first real physical harm that we see done. You know, that is has a lasting effect on the story. Um But when they cut away to space and you see the arm just kind of floating there.
1: <laughs> I, oh god.
0: She started laughing. And I'm like. It's not supposed to be had a scene ghosts, sweetheart. <laughs> Man. And just like they didn't have to show the arm floating in space. Like it's just an arm.
1: <laughs> they didn't. But like <sighs> that was part of the thing. Like there was a lot of floating in space. Like the first episode was so cinematically beautiful, bruh. Of them in space, just kind of like floating. Like I never saw that movie with Sandra Bullock and the other person. I think it was Gary and Clooney, George Clooney. Someone. George Clooney? Yeah, him. Um, Sandra Bullock and that other one that played Batman that one time. Fuck him. He was in Silence of the Lambs, which was also... Yeah. What? Yeah. Wasn't George Clooney in Silence of the Lambs?
0: No. Oh, As wow. As he Googles, you got me tripping.
1: <laughs> I swore he was, man. We're going
0: to take Not it. that I remember, but you know what? We'll have to... We'll, I'll, you keep talking. I'll,
1: I'll look up this. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, space, cool shots. Yes, gravity. So, it was like this cool cinematic shot of, like, our girl, Aries like, kind of floating. Like, and it reminded me of that scene. I say scene, but I only saw the trailer. It reminded me of that trailer, Gravity, like, with the people I was just talking about. And Mm. I was like, yo, I feel like it made me want to go see that movie. I didn't, and I probably never will. But it was like a really cool cinematic shot to show the vastness of space. And it was kind of like, holy crap. Like, they're actually just kind of floating in space. And I feel like the environment was done really well in this anime. Also, the spacesuits are a fit. You can't tell me that they are not clean. I mean, they very much fit.
0: That's exactly what they do. You know what I mean. I'm I'm just mad (laughs) that the dudes don't have a booty crack, too. They didn't have a booty crack? No. Only yeah. the girls had the booty crack, and I'm like, man, so much for, for you know, equality. Quality. Yeah. God damn. Huh. Um. I'm like, you got a de- decathlete, and you are not showing me the goods. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. he, he My boy Connor got off. Man, he was. That man was doing work. Like when he went to go save homegirl Futanina. <laughs> <laughs> How many names <laughs> are we going to call her doing this podcast? But yes, yeah, so when he Phonicia. went Fonisia. Go- Funisia. He went Funicia. to go save Fun- uh, Funitia, and that man hit him with the... And I was like, <laughs> when he did that <laughs> breathing in charge, I was like, man, he about to go off. And he did, and it was lit. Like, that was... he, Man, I think I just really like Konata. Konata might be, like, one of my... He might be top 10 anime characters for me. I know I put a lot of things in my top 10, but is definitely up there. Like, he he was the only one who never really got discouraged i know it's that whole shonen protagonist feel, but he somewhat felt believable the whole time like don't get me wrong i love naruto but i ain't gonna lie like if i was naruto and then i say the village and they're like yeah we always believe in y'all have been like cap nah <laughs> i remember crying alone on the swing set not having parents man like and y'all all was like don't play with
0: I, I remember the time that the flute and the kodo came in yeah man yeah yeah but not, not kind of the, like i don't know it was like i asked my dad once my teacher died to train me and he was like sure and he's like i'm not doing it for you and he's like fuck it i don't care As
1: long as you're training. I love that, bro. I love... (laughs) Man, that's what I love the most, too. That's I think that's why I like Kanda, man. Like, he was just... He was truly about that action in the meaning of the way Is like after he saw his teacher die and realized that sense of helplessness, he did... Like, you know, he grew. Like... And I think it's maybe because we saw that character development like with him more so than we saw the others. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the boy Ugo and... Going through what he went through with his brother and his brother like dying and everything, that was sad, you know. And him having a two piece the whole way there, I'm like, man, <laughs> this dude got a gun. That he's just carrying, but and like, then
0: and then kinda does like,
1: nah, man, you're the only one who can fucking
0: shoot. Keep
1: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, see again, Koda is that Chad energy. He's like, nah, man, you, like. You know, and he used everyone's strength, bro. He was so good at coordinating people. Like, oh, Aries, you got a photographic memory? Bet. Let's use that. Tars, you have a function. Let's let you be a function. You're the mechanic. He, you're the- he's the biologist. Do yeah, he's about a botanist, life yeah. and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. B- he's the biologist. Like what? this was so Star Treky. I loved it, bro. Like, yeah, this is exactly what it was. Which is like. I like that more than, like, the big battles. Like, you know, I'm glad this wasn't, you know, like, that typical, oh, well, we got to fight. We got to do this, like, (sighs) we saw the violence that we got with him losing the arm and the fighting and all that. But, like, really, it was, like, big brain moves, man. Like, yeah. And when they came, this was, go ahead. This was definitely not
0: man versus man. This was definitely man versus environment. And man versus himself, you mm-hmm. know, just just like this was fate endings or, or whatever. Yes. Um, Like this is definitely the challenge of them is like people coming together, them as strangers to coming together to survive against, you know, all odds and in environments that are not friendly.
1: Yeah, man. And then when they had to come back to Earth and we had to deal with that whole subplot, that was also really astra, dope. astra, astra. astra. Sorry. yes, <laughs> <laughs> they come back to we, astra. We saw Earth,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was it was pretty dope. Like, and then just seeing what everybody was up to, and like the whole plan to like announce everything that's happening, and like, hey, <laughs> like you know, we've got the pictures and everything, and they released them, and it was just so cool to see the parents. Like when they landed, the parents were already getting arrested. I was like, yo, that's what's up. Like, like the detective was like, squat. <laughs> so. It was a cool
0: vibe. No, definitely. And, and your whole point, uh, your observation of a lot of anime is that anime endings are hit or miss. A lot of the times, yes. they just do not deliver. How do you feel about Astra Lost in Space being this, you know, everybody gets their happy ending?
1: Okay, and I feel like that might be why I have Astra so high on my list. Because one thing about me... I cannot stand when we get a good series but a crappy ending. Like, you know this personally because I talk about one thing that I know is going to have a crappy ending a lot. (laughs) And that still saddens me. But, like, if I go and I look at my top ten anime, I see all anime that you know have good endings. You know, I see Fruit Baskets. The final season was stupendous. My romantic teen comedy snafu. Like, Bunny Girl does not dream of Senpai. Granted, the ending was kind of left open ended, but I didn't mind that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Excuse me. Like, Evangelion, bruh. Like, thrice <laughs> upon time was. An ending. Yes. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Even then, yeah. Yeah, but that ending, too, it like came full circle. You know, like, we got something different than what we experienced. Like, throughout the OG Evangelion. I feel like I bring up Evangelion every podcast. But I don't care. I love it. You should watch it if you haven't. But, like, just it's, things it's like a ta- Touchstone
0: for the... It's a Touchstone for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, like, Fate heaven, like fate, Stay Night Heavensville is my favorite route. Because it, in my opinion, has the best ending. Not because we see people make it out, because a lot of people don't. But we see, like, that closure. And that's what we got in Astra of the Lost. We got closure. We may have not had, like, the best ending, but there was, like, solid closure. I felt like nothing was left off. It felt really good. It felt really clean. And it felt like, you know, the investment I put in, I got out. You know? Like, like Fruits Baskets, to me, again, probably had, like, the best ending. Because I didn't see it coming. I saw, like... I also didn't see Astra's ending coming, but there were some things I was like, okay, I know these people are going to get together. Like, season one of Fruits Baskets, if you would have told me we would have ended where we ended, I would not have believed you. I was like, there ain't no way. So, like, that's what I really like when I look forward. And even, I'm going to use 86 for an example as well, as far as, like, the ending thing. Like, if 86, if we never got any more of 86, I would be satisfied. And I don't feel like that would change the overall impact of 86 for me because that was just such a clean, like, you know, what we saw is what we saw. And it's like, okay, it was a build up. And then I'm going to give you, like, kind of a curveball. I don't know how Shield Hero is going to go, but you watched <laughs> Season 1 Shield Hero, right? You finished it? Yeah. And this is spoilers for Shield Hero, but everybody's seen it by now. If we had ended Shield Hero with Nafumi walking out of the castle, after his name got cleared, I would have been content because, yeah, honestly, because that felt like it was great, you know. And now we've got things that I'm not sure how I feel about them, but I'm like, I, I'm just it's always gonna linger in my mind that Shield Hero would have been an absolute gem for sure. I'm not saying it's not going to be, but for sure, if it would have ended with him walking out of the castle after that trial and with the monologue of him saying, I left with this, you know, I came in here with nothing and now I've left with this and him going on a journey. That would have been great, you know? So, yeah, I, I feel you right now. It's just, kind of, it, it
0: feels like pacing wise. Mm-hmm. It's a 24 episode season with 12 episodes of content.
1: Yes. That's, that's what it feels like. Absolutely. So. And, <sighs>
0: but time will tell on that. Yeah. But uh, no, definitely As for the lost along with all of these other great shows that have endings like the, the like this is you know thematically cohesive over the entire runtime yeah and and every plot point even though we have a bunch of big curveballs like oh they're clones and oh it's there's a killer on board and oh the killer is the blonde guy who we suspected the first time um yeah you know uh it still kept it together and it worked. And to turn around and have you know the the struggle of of coming to terms with one's you know creation uh, and everything that has happened to them to turn around and get the happy ending uh, that doesn't often happen. It was nice. It was. I'm a little salty. Uh, it was nice that everybody got their happy ending and that everyone went off on their own life path and that. At the end of the day, when it was time for them to go their separate ways and kind of live their own lives, they were still connected. They still respected and cared for each other, but they had to go and handle their shit. The thing that kind of rubbed me weird was it was like, okay, uh, Kanata got his spaceship in the time frame they were talking about, and he got his crew, and he's just going to leave his wife on the planet. Yes. What is this? How we're doing it? We're just gonna leave our family to go
1: off in space? I will say that that did aggravate me. Like I, I agree with you there. The fact that we, granted, yes, it's been ten years, and we've seen seven. a lot, or nine, ten, or nine, or some amount of time, seven, seven. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, because they were lost in space for two years. That's right. Um, and uh, it wasn't two years. It was like fifty or a hundred days. Well, okay, but they start the show at seventeen, and then at the end of the time skip, they're twenty-four. No, they end the
0: show at seventeen, so they get back to Earth at seventeen.
1: Yes, the they epilogue they,
0: is at twenty-four. Is at twenty-four. That's correct.
1: That's seven... Oh, God, my my math is horrible today. <laughs> so they get back in the same year they got
0: lost, and then they live extra life.
1: Yes. No. I'm just saying my years or my math is off. Um, don't tell anybody I work at the bank. But um, <laughs> so. Yeah, seven years. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I was kind of mad. Um, okay, go ahead. I was going to say, I agree with you, though. I was, like, really mad that, you know, that, okay, we're here. We've done that. He wrote his book. He made a bunch of money. He bought the same ship that they traveled on. That's great. Um, but that ship had a lot of problems. <laughs> he just bought a new one and, like, you know, melted down the other one and coated it with it. But whatever. Nah, you man. Know. Nah, man. Rock... That's like rocking a classic. I mean, yeah, but we don't drive. Yeah. We don't drive Chevy Belairs across country. You know what I'm saying? Those just are. There's only town one product. reason, Kai. There's only one reason we don't do that is
0: we don't have uh, Lost in Space book money. True. True. Maybe that believe is. you me. If I had Lost in Space book money, I would whip the 1966 Lincoln Continental with suicide doors.
1: All the way, anywhere I was going, because I could afford it. That would be the dream. You're right. You're right. But, um, yeah, him just kind of leaving his family, and then, you know, Zach also leaving his wife because they're both married, and I'm like, uh, yeah. kind of hell yeah. Um, But him just kind of leaving, them leaving their families, and then I don't think, I'm pretty sure Char doesn't end up with anyone. He ends up as a king, so that's, yeah, that's a thing. But um, I don't think he and, and, a, and a model, yeah. A king and a model, true. Um, but no, yeah, it's
0: it's one of those like this is that shonen shit coming right at, out at the end, you know. No time for wives, we have to go adventure. Do you think uh, Luca got with Ugart? I don't think so, but they don't like they play at their relationship as like them having a closer bond than everybody um, else, yeah. Only because of, you know, the trauma that they have been through and the experiences that they've, they've you know, have shared through the trip.
1: Yeah, because you're right. I think
0: Ogre's uh, like smashing the old girl. That would, yeah, smashing the uh, the 112-year-old yep. from the other ship. Yep. I, when I saw her get in the truck, I was like,
1: mm, that's what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Ogre. Oh, like, I was like, respect. It, sir. <laughs> And I was kind of like, wow, neither of them went to the thing? That's rude. I mean, I, I was cool with... Olger. Uh, we get to
0: see, you know, some of him. He went and saw the ship. He didn't see the captain, but he saw the ship. Yeah. And, like, that that's kind of my point I was getting. It was like, they're all living their lives. True. Yeah. No, you're right. Which, which makes the experience feel good. Like, he's got his dream, his goal of being a, a journalist. And, you know, the time schedule doesn't overlap with Kanata's uh dream of being a, a fucking ship captain yeah but there's still that respect there because he does go and he does see the ship
1: yeah no true 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 so it's really dope to see like their own stories and that's like kind of the coolest thing for me it's just seeing that age upness that like hey this struggles like it's okay for characters to be happy like, Astra was a good, because when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to die every episode. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And the fact that no one died, or I guess no one that I cared about, but, like, maybe someone <laughs> did actually die. I don't know. But the fact that everybody was kind of just, like, good, I was like, that's dope. Like, even Homegirl, who came out of the space shuttle, who I thought was going to die, ended up being, like, a professor or something about, like, the actual history of Earth. Hopefully she stays protected. We got to protect her. She knows too many secrets. Um, But, you know, nothing really, nothing, nothing. Okay. Bad things did happen. Like them finding out they were clones, the traitor, all that. Very sad stuff. Yeah. But like in the grand scheme of things, you know, it was about the journey. And the fact that we got the ending song was her talking about like, this was like the worst time, but the best time of my life. This is the story of the Astros. I was like, you go ahead, girl. Also, I ain't trying to be rude, but she got to get something. Somebody got to wipe her up. Like, she got the vocals. She got the other stuff. You know, somebody's got to wipe up. You <laughs> Okay. Lose. Anyway. Well, anyway. Anyway. Um, overall. Good show.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Great. Go watch it.
1: The plot twists are out there. It's crazy. Yes. Oh, um, I did want to ask one thing. Oh God. So we had talked about this on our previous podcast where I got a little heated and you were saying that you needed things like past you in a 12, 24 episode formula. That was your jam. So Uh this fit into the formula. Do you think it was a good utilization of the 12 episode formula? I think that this was an incredibly unique execution of that formula
0: because the first and the last episode are extended. They go, you know, they're they're more of an hour long runtime instead of a half hour, and of course, you know, that's you know minus ad breaks. But you know, um, I I haven't really seen any other show do that, and I think that for the vibe of you know for the theme and the the emotion, that is an incredibly well used tool to get the character invested in the story and the plot, and the characters, and the pacing, um, other than, you know, the the weekly, you know, Monster of the Week kind of vibe. Um, so I think that this was done incredibly well uh, for an extension
1: of that 12-episode formula. I agree. I agree 100%. So <clears throat> I'm definitely looking forward to see what we'll see more of in the future in terms of the 12 episode formula, or if that'll even end up being the norm. Um, because, and I'm not just talking about like, you know, 12 episodes in like, you know, a season, but like, this was a whole story told in 12 episodes. And, you know, thinking of other shows that have done that recently that have had like good success is, you know, Vivi is one of them. Uh, that's really the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Like I would say I mean, recently, yeah. Yeah, I would say um Megalobox, but that got a season two with Nomad, so I feel like that kinda like took that away. Not in a bad way I mean, at all, but I, I haven't still haven't seen Nomad. Oh wow. But I
0: mean even even uh even Megalobox just in itself is a complete story. True, true. And you got like Bunny over Girl. twelve. I, I
1: forgot Bunny Girl.
0: Well, I mean, so there's so many the thing with the 12 episode formula that like i like because it's it's an industry thing mm-hmm. um is that it costs less to produce more rounded stories right so we're not investing the time capital or uh talent in making 40 episodes of Astra of the Lost We're going to throw money to make a really good polished 12. And then we're the studio going to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. That's how we get more well-rounded stories. And that's what I really like. That's what I personally enjoy is I don't want to have to watch, you know, 500 episodes of that more to say, you know, I don't want to have to watch 50 episodes just to get a complete story. There are times for that. There are shows for that, but, in my general consumption and with the pace we're doing for this podcast, that's not sustainable for me. That's true. But with the time I can invest on a weekend to get a complete story over 12
1: episodes, like that's my jam. That that fits me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Because you got, like I said, Akudama Drive as well. But another great utilization of the 12 episode um, medium. But I will say on that opposite end, I really do hate how some shows abuse that. And, yes, I'm going to talk about Attack on Titan with this, like, oh, we're trying to do 12 episodes a year, so let's get part one, part two, and part three. You know, when I'm just like, come on, man. Just, like, wait until it's done and put it all in one season. Like, I understand, you know, but it's Attack on Titan. You're a juggernaut. I'm pretty sure any network anywhere would love to have you, and all you have to do is say the word, you know, like, but I don't know. That's just my personal Opinion on the le- utilization of you know, yeah overusing the twelve formula like in that way like that's a big negative of it.
0: Definitely, you having a twelve episode season and it not be a concise story, even if it's not you know as you were saying with like um, uh, Megalobox, Megalobox and Nomad, right? Yeah, that's two separate seasons, both twelve episodes, I presume. Um, you know, even if it's not. The plot is not done. If it's not well-rounded, if the story's not complete enough, then, yeah, definitely 12 episodes is not enough for a story that requires more. Yeah. No, I
1: agree. 100%. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which, fortunately, Astra of
1: the Lost was not in that boat. True. That's exactly what we were talking about and how we were ending this podcast. So, it was in a spaceship, not a boat. It's a
0: ship, which is basically a boat. True. depending on if it's in water uh but whatever man yeah definitely Astral Lost definitely worth your time 12 episodes two of them are extended episodes for the uh for the opening and the closing episodes definitely worth if you like uh adventures in space if you like mystery if you like intrigue if you like i don't know a variety of different character designs um if you like shonen, if you like the power of friendship, this is all of those in one show. Yes. Just like us all here on your typical shona protagonist. You can catch all of our stuff. We're on, we're on all the podcatchers. Spotify, Amazon podcast, Apple podcast, whatever podcatcher you prefer at your typical shona protagonist or on Twitter at your TSP. That's URTSP. Guy, okay, you got stuff too?
1: Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads on the Twitter sphere, where I tweet about things and people don't retweet. Them. So come out and don't retweet my stuff. I'm kidding. Please retweet my stuff. Let's go,
0: man. And of course, you can catch the other product at uh, Content Breaker on all your podcatchers or Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Content Breaker. We'll catch y'all next week for more. Your typical Shonen protagonist. Bye.